Welcome back to Made in March. Today is Thursday, February 13th. Alex, welcome back. We miss you on uh, Sunday. Thank you. Glad to be back. And we've got a fun special segment in store for today. We are running back the mailbag segment where you guys submit questions to us through our Instagram. And that is, once again, if you don't follow us, Made in March podcast underscores between every word. Um, we got a lot of responses, a lot of questions that we are going to go over. Fortunately, we're not going to be able to get to everyone. Um, we apologize in advance. But um, without further ado, Luke, you want to get right into it? Yeah, so this first uh, comment, uh, sort of a comment and question, comes to us from Nolan Burke. For some reason, I believe Stick Smith and the Terrapins, Maryland Terrapins, of course, can sneakily make a Final Four run. What do you guys think? I'm, I'll start it off. Absolutely not. Why? I think Maryland's got... They've got good players, but I don't think they have like the it factor about them, that which is what they need to take them all the way to the Final Four. I think Cowan's a really good player. Stick Smith's really good. I'm looking for a third guy to step up. Marcel has been a little bit inconsistent. And also, I know we slander Mark Turgeon a lot. Now I'm going to keep slandering Mark Turgeon. I'll hop on with Charlie. I don't think he's a great coach, and I just I don't see Maryland going very far at all. How about Eric Ayala as a third player? I mean, he's all right. A decent guard. He can score a little bit, but I think he's more of a defender for Maryland. Luke, do you see Maryland making a possible Final Four run? I'm not ready to, to commit to say they like, will. Like, not saying, like, a bold prediction they're yeah. going to make, but, like, you think they could. They can, yes, and I'll tell you why. Anth- the duo of Anthony Cowan and Stick Smith, I'm going to be harping on this as much as I can. Stick Smith is the best big I've seen on Maryland in the past Ten years since I started watching college basketball. They may, so I, I think I think I think he's better than Diamond Stone. I think he was he's better than even Bruno Fernando because he can get it done from the outside. Bruno Fernando was just kind of on the inside. He hit some threes every now and then, starting like last year, yeah. but it, he was fairly inconsistent. Stick Smith has been hot pretty much everywhere on the court. Uh, he's not getting in foul trouble like Bruno Fernando sometimes did. He's getting the blocks. Just the overall productivity of Stick Smith has been. Amazing to watch, and Cowan is playing like a veteran guard, and you know that's what takes you far in March. So I would, I would say that I think they can make this run. I think Eric Ayala could step up because when they've needed scoring and they've looked to him, he's given it to them. Albeit they haven't looked to him that much. He only has eight point four points a game, but like in the close game against Nebraska, the productivity wasn't quite there. He drops, he drops sixteen <laughs> points. Game against Nebraska. He dropped sixteen points. I don't care. They won. It's a Big Ten game. Tough to a win. A home Big Ten game. Tough to win against Nebraska. <laughs> don't care. T- Nebraska beat Iowa this year. I they just, have been hot recently, though. <laughs> I think have they? They've they been playing better. Illinois. They beat. Uh, but I think Iowa. Maryland's one of those teams who can just they can underestimate a lower seed, and in the first round, I yes. think they could be given a lot of trouble. Yeah, I credit that to Mark Turgeon. It's no secret that I'm not a fan of the whole Turgeon aspect of Maryland. I, Cowan and Stick Smith, one of the best inside-outside combos in all of college basketball. That's I think we fair. all agree on that. Yes. And I think they have the talent that is similar to a lot of Final Four teams, but sometimes you just get a va- bad vibe about teams. That's fair. Whether it's through their coaching, their culture, what have you, and I kind of get that about Maryland. They're going to make it probably to the second weekend, I would say, of March Madness. But I do not see a Final Four run in their future. This might be weird to say, but I feel like they have more trouble in early rounds. So if they, think, if they get past those first two rounds or whatever, if the upset potential, 
I think they have a chance then, they have a better chance to get through like harder games. I'd say like I think they're worse like against Nebraska. They beat a Nebraska yeah. team at home. They played down to their competition. They, they, beat, down Illinois, their competition. they beat Illinois exactly. on the road the game before. They beat exactly. Eric Allen was in double figures that game too. They're playing down to their competition and I feel like that if they get past the two week or the first weekend which has a ton of upset potential. They could easily get to that final four. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, last year they lost on a buzzer beater layup to LSU by like one point. In the Tremont si- Waters in the six in the six three game, they were the six seed, and I think Maryland's a better team than they were last year. I agree. Uh, I think LSU was a pretty good three seed last year. I disagree. I did not think LSU not was a very good three seed last year. Uh, but just goes to show yeah. this team is going to get a higher seed. So they get a better first yeah. round matchup. They got through the six eleven matchup last year against and a then, tough Belmont team, but that's not the equivalent a of a Final Four yeah. run. But that's equivalent of a first game mid major. Yes, and let's say they go up against a team like I don't know, maybe Murray State. I think that they can handle that this year. I think they're more aggressive. I saw them face Harvard by the way earlier this season. Uh, it was close in the first half, but Maryland's physicality and speed that they played with really, really helped them get by in that second half. So. That's why I think Maryland can get to the Final Four. I think they're more fit, they're more physical, they're faster than a lot of other teams. Their athleticism is just off the charts. I, and I actually credit that to Mark Turgeon this year. I think he's just, I don't he's, think you can give a coach credit for the athleticism of his players. Well, no, but they're they're a lot. The fitness of the players is a lot better. And that you can also be because the player, not the coach. Well, well, I think he looked at the past few seasons. He said, "We've disappointed in postseason play. We have to improve." Maybe a bit of a stretch, but I'll give it to you. And then our next comment comes courtesy of B. Worley. Uh, go Bedgers. Wesley, you like the Bedgers? Yep, go Bedgers. Let's talk about the Bedgers. Should we? Because I feel like we got another question coming up about the Badgers that we'll get to them. Okay. All right. And here's the other question about the Badgers from David. Engelking. Uh, Marquette or Wisconsin? Which one will go further if both are in the tourney? Let's let Alex and Wesley talk about this for a little bit while we. It could Listen. honestly go either way. Seriously, because Marquette obviously has the better team. They have one of the best players in the country, Marcus Howard. But the Badgers just have that like weird tournament like vibe where like if they're in as like a seven or eight seed, they could beat the one and win a, two or three games. Like they almost made it to the final four. If okay, Florida, whatever, takes down Wisconsin, but they're a, one buzzer beater away from having an elite eight game and possibly going to the final four. That team had a lot more talent than this. That team has a lot more talent, yes. But I'm just saying, like, and then when they beat Xavier and Villanova back to back years, like, it's just, I don't know. They just have that weird tournament vibe. And they have, they did lose Kobe King. That's a huge loss. People are, like, not seeing how big of a loss that is. He was the second leading player in minutes and scoring, obviously. And I don't know. I just, it's so tough, though, because I think that when Marcus Howard has a great game, Marquette has a chance to beat anybody in the country. Honestly, if, they, if he's scoring 40 like he does some nights, they can really beat anybody, especially with Kobe McEwen and uh, Brennan Bailey now stepping up. Who knows where this team could go? So are you going to say Wisconsin or Marquette? As of right now, your hometown team. I'm going Wisconsin. Honestly, kind of similar um, opinion to Wesley. I see both teams. That I think they both have a chance to win multiple games come March, but I think both teams, if they get a, an unfavorable matchup, they're going to get bounced early. Obviously, Wisconsin being a very good defensive team, but they can really struggle on offense. I think if they play a, a mid-major team that's hitting their shots, I can see them getting upset in the first round. And also Marquette, not a very good defensive team. Uh, they could also get bounced. But both teams are playing pretty well right now. I think um, they'll both... 
probably be around the same seed, personally. Maybe Marquette, Marquette a little higher. Be a little higher. Mark will be Somewhere between like a six through nine. <clears throat> yes. I, I think both teams make it to the Sweet 16 this year. Wow. Do you want that to be a bold prediction to put on the wall? When's the last both time Marquette both teams have made it to the Sweet 16? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You can, you can, you can tell me later. You can, you can let it simmer. Um, but for my answer, I'm going to go with Marquette simply because of Marcus Howard. I mean, he is in Player of the Year conversations. And Marcus Howard has been putting up these numbers in the Big East, which has played with him for... Four years now, yes, and they know they should know how to defend him. They don't, and and they do to an extent. You know, they play the boxing one. They know his tendencies a little bit better than most teams, but he still puts up obscene amount of points. When they're in the tournament, they're going to be playing teams that are. I mean, unless they get unlucky in the first round or two, probably not from the Big East. And I think Marcus Howard could absolutely exploit that and put Marquette on his back. I do like Marquette to go further than Wisconsin, and I'll tell you why, it's very similar reasons with Charlie. Uh, I think that they're finally getting that secondary production along with Marcus Howard, who, exceptional player, I think that he is actually underrated most to college basketball. He could very well be the best player in the Big East over Miles Powell. I think he has been. The way Miles, so far. The way Miles Powell has been. People don't realize Miles Powell, he has some games that are really underwhelming. Three, especially Miles Powell has been in a slump like the last yeah. five or six games, to be fair. Though, slump too. for Miles Powell's, Powell's standards, of course. But it's, yes. it's like 10, yeah. it's like 10 but, points in a game. Yeah. Miles, but I do have good. to say, the production from Kobe McEwen, and I think the most underrated player on their team, by the way, Sakar Anum, who's really yeah. stepped up lately. I think Kobe McEwen coming in might have thrown off the balance a little bit, especially for Sakar Anum. That must have been tough. But they're really starting to click. John Bailey off the bench has provided some great energy and some great minutes. And you got Theo John down low. As long as he can stay out of foul trouble, I think they're good. But even if he gets into and foul that's trouble, it's a stretch. It's a stretch. If, even if they get into foul trouble, they played enough without him because he's been in foul trouble so much with the experience. Very I true. think that Marquette can go far. I think Marcus Howard could be a lot like Carson Edwards was in the tournament last year. For Marquette to win games, though, Wojo is going to need to step up. He has made it to the big dance twice, 0 for 2 so far. So that's that's a disadvantage I'm gonna for Marquette. I'm going to give him a little bit of slack here, though. Because the two times he made it to the big dance, he ran into two, dare I say, juggernauts. Last year, Murray State with John Morant. Best player in the country. One of the best mid-majors we've seen. Or at least mid-majors with the most firepower. I'll just say that. And just and the then, best the best player. Player. Yes, best yes. Player. And then you look to a few years back when they played South, South Carolina, Carolina in that 7-10 matchup. Final four made run. a Final Four run. True. South Carolina just beat Duke. You guys remember that video? Yeah, you, you've Matt alluded to this, and I have never seen that video. Oh, but anyways. I highly recommend watching it. If you guys haven't seen it, search up uh, Fat South Carolina Fan <clears throat> Eats Bracket After Beating Duke. All right, uh, <laughs> moving on. The next comment, speaking of Duke, comes again from David Engelking. How far is Duke going after having some worrisome games this year? I would like to start off on this note. I've said Duke is a Final Four team. I still sincerely believe that. Um, they, they lost to SFA. They lost to Clemson. Yeah. Every good team will slip up now and then. That's fair. It's happened to every team, uh, pretty much every team that's won the championship every single year, except with exception to like North Carolina a few years ago yeah. when they just had a truly dominant team. Um, I think that Duke's been playing really well lately. I like the minutes O'Connell's giving them. Uh, Vernon Carey's obviously been very solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one against Florida State proved a lot to me. So I think this Duke team will make a Final Four run. I mean, a lot is said about Duke's worrisome losses, as the question kind of proposed. And Coach K, by the way. Co- they, Coach K knows how, to, knows how to do it. He has experience. Yeah, obviously. And, and Duke's worrisome yeah. losses, I mean, you can't really sugarcoat them. I mean, SFA. I love my Lumberjacks. They're 22-3. and three, Don't look now. But that's a really bad loss for Duke at home. Clemson, Duke should not be losing to Clemson. And North Carolina, it's, 
I will almost cut him slack for that one because it's a rivalry game, kind of like a throw-the-records-out-the-window sort of game. But at the same time, you look at Duke's record and their body of work, and it's like, well, they might have some bad losses, but their record's pretty good. They have some great wins, and they've got players who can ball and come up in uh, crunch time just like Trey Jones. I don't see a Final Four run like Luke does. I see a Sweet 16 Elite 8 team. I don't think they're going to go Final Four, personally. Well, so people might see the North Carolina win as, like, while wow, that's scary, they, whatever, they should have never even been, like, they should have blown out North Carolina. But, like, all things considered, they were down a ton, and they made the game and somehow won that game. Showed a lot of resilience. Exactly. Showed a lot of resilience, finding ways to win. And, like, I think when it comes down to it, in March, that's you need to just find ways to win. If you're having an off night offensively, Very and that's true. why Baylor's, I think, is the best team in the country, because they just find ways to win, because their offense is not good, and they find ways to win. And that I think that game showed a lot for Duke. And then following it up with a great win at home against FSU um, helped a lot too, obviously. But I think I could see them making a uh, Final Four run. I mean, um, I don't. I could see it happening, but personally, I don't believe it'll happen. I don't know. Uh, and then I would also like to say it, it. The leadership of Trey Jones is actually a very big thing. He is one of the okay. best. He's the one of the best leaders in college basketball that I've seen in a while. Not without his flaws, of course, as a player, but no, yes, no, as a leader, right. he's fantastic. Right, but the way the way he responds to adversity on the court and off the court, people telling him, "Oh, you can't shoot, you're not good." Uh, he goes on and he produces anyway. He's air, he he'll airball a three in a game. You watch him the next play, he could drain a three. That's just the way that mm-hmm. he he has a good mindset, and I think that team really rallies behind him. Uh, if they didn't already have Coach K to rally behind, so. I don't know. Personally, Trey Jones, I think the only way Duke can make a Final Four runs is if Trey Jones is shooting the ball well and scoring points for Duke. He's a guy, not a great shooter, but he can create his own. And also, Vernon Carey needs to stay out of foul trouble. There have been games yes, when he gets into early foul trouble, and it's really tough for Duke to play without Vernon Carey. I think Cassius Stanley's the X Factor for Duke, though. That can, That's very true. I agree with that take. Mm-hmm. Um, we move on, getting some Big 12 action here. This question is posed to us by Big 12 Men's Basketball. Who do you think will win the Big 12, Baylor or Kansas or maybe another team? Uh, I just want to say, give me your Big 12 regular season yes, winner. Yes, I, I was about to and, say that too. And give me your Big 12 postseason winner. Well, regular season, I'm going to go Baylor just because, I mean, they have streak. To, their toughest game is Kansas, but they're playing Kansas at home. They have not lost They, they do have to play West Virginia minute. twice. Before the season is over. I don't know how much you're scared of West Virginia necessarily. I'm not really, but just need to throw it out there. But I think Baylor has looked like the best team in the Big 12, so I think they'll win the regular season. I agree I'll, with that. Yeah, I mean, I'll piggyback off that too. I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of, I don't know. They just they just have such a good defense, and they have insanely great guard play. Rebounding too. Yes, Colin Gillespie, or Freddie Gillespie at forward, getting all those offense rebounds. But they've just looked so sound. They're on a 21-game win streak. I, just, I think they'll obviously win the regular season, but I think I have a different postseason tournament champion. I agree. I could take Baylor in the regular season, but I really see Kansas winning That's, the, the um, Big 12 tournament. And if Kansas doesn't win the Big 12 tournament, I see them winning the Big 12 regular season title. Because really? did you know that in the past, like last year, Kansas did not win the Big 12 regular season or the Big 12 tournament. That was like the first time that it happened in like 16 years, something like that. It's a step. Something like that. Don't quote me on it. But it's rare that Kansas doesn't win the regular season title or the tournament. Um, and I see, I probably see Baylor winning the regular season. So I'm going to go with Kansas winning the Big 12 tourney. I would agree with that. I see Kansas winning the uh, postseason tournament as well, Big 12 tournament. 
Uh, I would like to say that I think Baylor will win the regular season championship. However, I do think they'll get another loss. They have a lot of tough games coming That's up. What, yeah. Uh, I would not be surprised if um, Kansas wins the regular season. But I, but I do think that they beat Kansas. So Kansas will also have two losses. And then, I don't know, I think Kansas could maybe lose another game. Um, not exactly sure what one, but Kansas could surprise us with a loss a bit. But I think they're going to come back Big 12 tournament and get redemption on Baylor uh, in the finals if that happens to be the final. And I think the key factor going on the stretch for Kansas here is going to be Isaiah Moss off the bench. Uh, this guy, is an X, he's been an X factor for them the entire season. Uh, definitely a big part of what they're doing. And obviously they have Devin Dotson, who's one of the more underrated players in the country. I think you're really, Especially as of late. Yeah, you're really going to see his true colors coming out. Uh, we can see late. He's really going to start to surge. So that's what that's what I see going forward. Uh, I think Kansas could make a deep run in the NCAA tournament mm-hmm. after that too. Not to say Baylor won't, but I think Kansas is going to have all the momentum. And now this is kind of just like an extra on that question, but I see Kansas going farther in March Madness than Baylor. Yeah, I agree. Yes, 100%. I agree. I would agree with that. They need, but they I'm need... also lower on Baylor than all of you guys are. Yeah, but I think that Devin Dotson and Azubuke are like I'd say I would argue they can that, take any team far. Yeah, I would say that their dynamic duo is. Probably better than Stick Smith and Anthony Cullen. I agree. I agree. Yeah, and but, but I it's say, closer than people think, though. It is closer than people think, but I would say that they need that third score, like Isaiah Moss, to be consistent. They need a yeah. consistent third score to make a Final Four run. I'd say. I'll, I'll hit you that. boys with a hot take. A team I really dislike, Texas Tech. Yeah. I think they pull some magic and win the. Big Ten or Big Twelve postseason title. How dare you call that conference the Big Ten? My bad. <laughs> and then I think, even though I'm predicting them to win, I think they get upset early in March. And I would completely disagree. Yeah, Wesley, you have been hyping up for been, Nation oh, as of been, late, and I'm I'm vibing with your takes here. Do you want to share it with the audience? My take here is that Texas Tech will make an Elite Eight possible Final Four run. I'm not willing to fully go on on Final Four. But I'd say I'm Elite all Eight in. run is Elite bold eight run. enough for That's a bold, bold prediction. Enough. But they have been their offense and a defense too. I guess has been they've just been so good recently. We'll get to a recap game, but they just beat TCU by forty plus. Yeah, a Big Twelve opponent. I vibe. I vibe with that bold prediction. Yeah, I, I just I don't know. I'm starting to. Ri- I've been rising on the Tortilla Bros for like three weeks now. They got. They got. Guys, they got a lot of guys. They got guys off the bench too. They got a deep team. People don't realize it. And the biggest yeah. recruit in Texas Tech history, Jamias Ramsey, is finally starting to play well. Yeah. So there's some Big Twelve news for you. Shout out to the um, guy who submitted that. What was it again? Big Twelve men's not basketball. News. Big, 12 Big Twelve men's, men's basketball. basketball. And then another question. This one's coming in a little bit more specifically targeted for Wesley from Justin Steinecke. And that question is: Does Wesley still stand by his take that Matt Painter is a bad coach for Purdue? Absolutely not. It was just, it was not, it was an impulsive. You, I have never heard as much heat for one take on this podcast as you have gotten for that one take. Yeah. It was the spur of the moment. It was just reactionary based on how Purdue's season had been going thus far up to that point when I said that. It was bad. They were like under 500, I'm pretty sure. And they had some terrible losses. And then, of course, they rebounded. I think it was before the Virginia win. I said that, I'm pretty sure. Before I they beat it was Virginia. after. It was after. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Whenever it was. And then they proceeded to beat Michigan State by 30. And I'm, it was not uh, Matt Painter's like, uh, his history as a coach. It was more of just this season. Okay. He's, he's bad coach. Just letting you know, that is not how it came off. Yes, I know that's not how it came <laughs> off. And I, yeah, I'm backpedaling on that. Yep, that was a bad take. A little Trey Wayne's 99 backpedal 99 right backpedal right there. 
Yeah, and then we have our last question to get to, uh, coming from cbb.today underscore. Uh, shout out to cbb.today underscore. Great account. Give him a follow. Yep. Um, he asks, when will SDSU go down? And also my prediction is the MWC Mountain West Conference Championship is versus Utah State. First off, can I just shout this guy out, CBB today. Thank you for supporting my Utah State Aggies. Um, the rest of us do not agree. Thank with you for support. hopping aboard the train. I'm I'm starting to buy in on, on oh, Utah State. Oh no! If they get in the tournament, yeah, there's we got another Utah fallen State. soldier coming. Spooky. <laughs> hey, but, fallen but to answer the question, I'd love Utah State, and I think they'll make the tournament. Um, they've got Samuel. They've got some players, and they can get a hot from anywhere, really. But I, I don't see San Diego State losing. losing. Yep, before I agree. March. I think they'll enter March undefeated. I think they'll enter March Madness undefeated, and I think that their ceiling in March is higher than a lot of people think. People just—they're a possible Final Four team for me. Oh, obviously, I, I would one hundred percent agree with that. But people look at their team and say they've played nobody, or their conference is terrible. Uh, but people forget that Utah State preseason was ranked. Yes. And that they're not a bad team. They've been, obviously, way below expectations. They've underwhelmed, but underwhelmed. They're, not, they're not awful. They're not yes. awful. I mean, think about San Diego State. They have Malachi Flynn, the transfer from Washington State. Yes. It's been a bucket this year. I think Absolutely. he made mid-season third-team yeah. um, All-America. And Matt Mitchell, Matt Mitchell is criminally underrated. I San would 100% State. agree. That's, that, he he's the X factor for that team. Yeah. 100%. I personally see San Diego State getting upset in the Mountain West tournament oh, by brother. one of two teams, the New Mexico Lobos or the Utah okay. State Lobos. You Lobos I, do you recognize that San Diego State just beat them by like 45? I do recognize I that. do also recognize that New Mexico also beat Wisconsin earlier this year. But New Mexico... Fit what? Skill. They can beat skilled teams. Go ahead. Thank I would you, disagree Luke. with that. Wisconsin yeah, it's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But their tournament team, New Mexico is good. They need to win their conference tourney to get in. They're going to be playing with a lot of energy. A lot of fire, and I'm just saying it might not happen, but I think those two teams are going to give SDSU a big run for their money. I would disagree. I would yeah. totally disagree. I think you say like New Mexico's got to play with fire, but San Diego State has been playing with fire all <laughs> year. They want to enter that tournament undefeated. Oh, they do, hundred percent. And they're going to be playing like everybody's going to be like, oh, they're going to be slacking off the tournament because they know they have an at-large bid if they don't win their tournament. They're going to come out swinging. They're going to, I think they're right. going to rock the gym. Luke, your thoughts? Um, so I see it this way. I think San Diego State wins the Mountain West Conference tournament. Um, I don't think that you can't change my mind on that at this point. Uh, I think that there's one game where they will get upset. The last game of the regular season, they have to go on the road to Nevada on leap year day. Like that's just the vibes are just going to be off for them. <laughs> what? February 29th. What? <laughs> on the road at Nevada, and Nevada's a spooky team at home. They competed with them the last time on the road, and this time. Nevada's gonna pull the upset right when they can, right about or right as San Diego State is about to taste perfection. Have you watched? Pull the upset. Have you watched much Nevada hoops this year? I have. This is not. I, the same I know. I've watched Muslim team. I've they're watched very good or they're very bad. They can, they can play fast. They can play in transition. That is a team that can be pulled. This Nevada team is not upset. good. This I is see. not the same Martin Bros. Eric Musselman team from a few years back. Yeah. They, they still have the guy that looks like Sid the Science Kid, <laughs> and he is actually a decent point guard. However, they don't have much around them, but they are fast and they're physical, and those are two capabilities that I think you'd need to pull an upset. Uh, but in, And then I'll attack the second part of the question of Utah State being in the finals of Mountain West. I wholeheartedly disagree. You don't even think Utah State's making the championship of the Mountain West Conference. I don't. And I'll give you my take on that. So 
early in the tournament, you know who they're going to have to face? I think I think they'll win this one. Like a Boise State. They're going to have to face Air Force. They, <gasps> they lost did Air, lose Force. Air Force. That is bad vibes. Bad at, juju. At home, I believe. Yes, it was yes, at home. Yes, it was at home. Yikes. Um, so I think that... But they, they beat Air Force in their second game. Yeah, I think Air Force Doesn't is going to give them... Air Force is going to give them a run for their money in this one. But as they, as they move on, I don't really like Utah State against a team like UNLV. I think the run and Rebels could pull an upset as well. Which they have also done to Utah State. Yes. Yeah, and UNLV I, beat them earlier. And I the believe... So I just think that there's too many teams that are going to be poised for an upset in the Mountain West Conference, uh, especially with Utah State's inconsistency this season, that Utah State will not make it to the finals. Right now, I know you don't like Utah State, but this is kind of like putting your personal beliefs aside. Does Utah State make March Madness? If I had to decide today with their record yes. and their resume, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say I I don't think so. I think they would be in the first four out. I'm kind of with you there. So so I think that I think that they're up there. They're definitely in the discussion. Uh, but I think they'll be in the first four, second four out. They need a big win. They, they they won't be out of that first four, second four tier. They're in the eight teams that are on the out looking in. Uh, I think that they're definitely going to put a Big Ten team in over uh, a Utah State, especially with the amount of quad one games a Big Ten or a Big East team plays this year. Yeah. So that that's how I, I see it. But uh, and that so is that the last question? That is the last that question. It. All right, that's the only ones we can get to today. Um, we will definitely be coming back with another mailbag segment. Heck, maybe even next week. Like it's just a fun special segment to do for our Thursday podcasts. Well, and once we'd again, love to hear from you guys. We love to hear from you guys. Thank you for all those who submitted questions. And um, let's just get right into the recaps. Waste no time. Yeah. So we we kick it off with uh, Monday night number eight Florida State and number seven Duke. Great environment at Cameron Indoor Stadium. Great game. Duke wins 70-65. to uh, Wesley did not like the officiating in this game. I don't know. It was, it was a physical game. It was extremely physical. And Florida State... That's how Florida State likes to play. They love to play physical. And Duke they are huge. It. Yeah. And Duke did match it. And I was surprised with that because Duke is not... I mean, they're a big team. Obviously, Vernon Carey's humongous. But other than that, they're not, they don't have a lot of size. Cash and Stanley, you could argue, maybe, whatever. But they're not a huge team. And Duke matched them... Pretty well physically, and uh, I was I was surprised about how well Florida State was scoring. Personally, I think their shooting percentages were not. It was not good, good but in the game flow, they were getting clutch buckets when they need yeah. to. When normally they they can go stagnant on offense for eight minutes or whatever. And uh, Trent Forrest played fantastic. He had eight steals, which is Ooh, extremely Florida impressive. State, they get so many steals. It's got to be about fifteen a game. It's crazy. It's probably something like that. It's but they are. The steal, and that's what that's what their team is all about: it's defense and then transition offense. Where yeah. they have breakouts on three v two or two v ones or whatever. Or solo Luke, breakouts. you predicted you uh, correctly predicted Duke in this game. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I said the factors were going to have to be Alex O'Connell and whatever other white guys come off the bench for Duke. Matthew and, Hurt. And, that's and, exactly, and, that, and that happened that's to exactly be Matthew. Does Jack White even come off the bench for Duke anymore? And that happened to be Matthew <laughs> Hurt. Matthew Hurt scored twelve points, and Alex O'Connell had seven points, and they both shot the ball well. For their respective points, they had good shooting yeah. percentages. And I said Vernon Carey is just gonna have to. I said he was gonna. He's just gonna have to play solid. He'd, he'd if he doesn't play awful and they get that production off the bench, then they'll win. Uh, Vernon Carey had ten points and ten rebounds, mm-hmm. so that's a double double. He had a solid performance. Mm-hmm. It's the minimum. It's a minimum double double. Only took five shots, but but at yeah. the same time, he did what he needed to do. He did do. Yeah. Um, that's true. And then a hot take I have for Duke is I think that Delorier, Javen Delorier, has to. He he gets too many minutes. He he is not 
very good on the floor. I think he should ride the pine a little bit. Th- I think he should. I think they need to find a little bit more bigs, or they should just play small because he doesn't add much of anything for them out there. But Jordan Goldwire was the complete difference maker for Duke in this game, going 5 for 5, 3 for 3 from three-point three range. He was yeah. a bucket. I, I would 100% tend to agree with that. Uh, this is this is a great game uh, in the ACC, which we usually have a ton of every year, but this year we don't have as many of them. So I hope you guys watched that game and you savored it because that was a great game. Another pretty good game for a while was number one Baylor at Texas. Shaka Smart did not pull the upset, but he did play them pretty Plus tight. But Shaka. but this is what we expect out of Baylor, right? Just a, just a nice like eight to twelve point win, mm-hmm. no matter what. Fifty two to forty five. Their defense puts the clamps down again. I mean, are we at all concerned about Baylor's offense right now? Me personally, no. I'm not because they find ways to. I'm win. expressing slight concern. Slight concern. I would. Further perspectives come March Madness. No, because I, I think that. I think that what they do is they get the job done. I think That's they know exactly. what they have to do every game. I don't think they slack a ton on offense all the time. I think that they just sometimes sometimes they can get a little bit a, a little bit lackluster, mm-hmm. but they they know when to pick it up when teams mount comebacks against them. They shut it down immediately. I just so. I think it's a bad habit to get into of scoring under sixty points a game, which Baylor's kind of gotten into now. But I feel like every game is like a six, seven, eight point game, something like that. It's always fairly yeah, close, they, and they find ways to win. They control the game better than anyone else. Yeah, they do, they dominate so games. Yeah, I think that's gonna be huge come March time when. It's a close game, and they just know how to win games when it comes down to the stretch. Well, obviously, it's going to be a concern when you're only scoring 52 points. But like Charlie mentioned, Baylor controls the game. They play at their own pace for 40 minutes of the game. They know when to speed it up. They know when to slow it down. And I don't know. Their offense is it's fine. It's not the best, but I think it gets yeah. the job. I'd just like to see a little more from their offense, personally. To make them title contenders, Over the say. top yeah, title Final Four contenders. title contender team. Yeah, uh, the other two Texas teams playing in the Big 12 that night. TCU heads on the road and uh, just ranked number 24, Texas Tech. Texas Tech really lets them feel it. Tortilla oh, Bros at home. Hi, let's go. 88, 88, to four, 88 to 42. This game was for pretty much every college basketball fan out there because most people were saying, why is Texas Tech ranked? They have eight losses, blah, blah, blah. This is for you. Almost a 50-point <laughs> win against a yeah. Big 12 <laughs> In conference opponent. This is for you. And TCU hasn't always been like super bad this year. They've yeah. been good at times. They've been they've won some solid games. They haven't been. I think you're garbage. giving TCU a little bit too much credit. But a 46 point win. A 46 point win. It's does a 46 speak for point win. It's impressive. It's extremely impressive. And I think that Texas Tech is an extremely well rounded team. And I think they have guys at all positions that can pretty much do it all. I'd say they got everybody on their team can play solid defense. And most of them can score. And they have guys coming off the bench like Chris Clark, who is a bucket for them off the bench. And then they have guys like Davide Moretti, Jemias Ramsey, and uh, Kyler Edwards, those three guards that can all score from anywhere. Can I just say Texas Tech's a fun team to watch when they're hitting oh, their shots? It's like so, they they're were, so fun to watch. Like yeah. when, they're, when, they're slow, when they're missing on offense, then maybe not so much. But they do have a good defensive scheme. Yeah, exactly. and, when they're, and when they're... When they're hitting their threes, it's fun. Watch out. They're a fun team to watch. They're fun to watch. So definitely credit to Texas Tech there. That game was at home for those uh, keeping note. Was just, at just Tortilla case, Nation. Yeah, Tortilla Nation's a very tough place to play. Uh, Indeed it is. Louisville, I believe, experienced that first and went down as a one seed going mm-hmm. in there. Um, but then we move on to Tuesday's game, Super Tuesday. Uh, we start out in the Big Ten, 13 Penn State. Continues to just roll. On the road at Purdue, Mackey Arena is a tough place to play. 
I can't remember. Did I predict Purdue in this game? Or did I pre- predict Penn State? I had, Penn State. I, I had Penn State. I had Penn State. I don't know. I was not here, but I would have went with Boiler Up. I'll I be think, honest. I think, Luke, I, your boy. I think Luke went with Boiler Up. I think, I, think I might have went with Boiler Up, but I said I said if Mike Watkins can have a good bounce back game, then Penn State can win. And that's exactly what he did. Double-double, 19 points. 10 rebounds from Mike Watkins. Lamar Stevens was still good, but... I mean, Penn State still put up 88 points when Lamar Stevens wasn't even their leading scorer. They had five people in double digits. This Penn State team is, I'm really starting to like them. It's time to start talking about Penn State. Yeah. You know, they're the Oh, me and Alex have been doing it for months. For months. Okay. Yes, sir, Luke. Give yourself a pat on the back for that one, all right? Um, but they're the only team in the Big <laughs> Ten that um, has a winning record on the road. You know that? That's, that's crazy. That's a crazy stat. That's good yeah, come that's March. Crazy. Yeah, that's kind of what I got side. out of that. I hadn't like been selling Penn State per se, but you you held them. I had held them, and I'm. This win is kind of shifting. They're me really flying under the radar this year. They are. And just a note for Purdue: Evan Boudreaux, key to their team. One might not think that he's a key, but he had zero points in this game. That's he is just the key. that's awful. Come on, yeah. you're starting. Whenever he scores like fifteen, score they win zero. by thirty. Yeah. But Travion Williams. Well, that math would not team. have worked out in this game. They would not have won by thirty if he scored. No, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, like every time, like he plays like mediocre, the yeah. rest of the team just like they need him. Uh, then we got some more. SEC action. Number twelve, Kentucky, does beat Vanderbilt on the road after Vanderbilt pulled a huge upset against. Uh, it was LSU, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Vandy had a big lead in this game for a while. Kentucky, Kentucky knows how to play. They are a, they are going deep in the tournament this year. I I think Alex believes it too. I like this Kentucky team. Tyrese Maxey is a bucket. Just their guards in general. Maxey, 25. He's a scorer. He's the one that can step up, hit the big shot. Then you got Haggins. He controls. He makes the whole team work, play in sync. 11 points. Gotta love Haggins' defense, too. 8 assists. Great on-ball defender. And then you got Emmanuel Quickly, who's kind of the middle man. He's a spark plug. Yep. 18 points, 5 boards. You gotta love Kentucky's guard play. It's incredible. So fun to watch. Very bullish on Kentucky. And we cannot discount the play of Nick Richards either lately. Wow, he has been a very good big man contributing to Kentucky's team. Uh, they have this every year, and I and I really like the Nick way Richards Nick Richards is playing. He's right a now. rare Kentucky player because most Kentucky players they come in as five star freshmen, all hyped and up, gone. and boom, they hit the scene. They're good as freshmen, maybe sophomores, and, and then, then they leave. Gone. Nick Richards, junior. Nick wow. Richards, he like made a junior. junior year. And and his last two years, he didn't do much. That's Averaging fair. like a point or two a game. Yeah, now he's but he stepped it up this year. A Crazy. slow burn of sorts. I love me some Nick Richards. This is like a Wisconsin-esque player. But yes. somehow found his way into Kentucky. I'm all in on Kentucky, boys. Uh, and then we move to some action. A battle for the top of the, the Mac. action. Akron at home silences the haters of their recent skid a little bit. Or their recent fading. Akron dominates Bowling Green at home. 74-59. to Zippity-doo-dah. Zippity-doo-dah indeed. I had Bowling Green in this game because... They're the only really other team at the MAC that I think could challenge Akron. You bought into the fade. They received Akron. a vote. Yeah, last week yeah, they received a vote the for the top bold. twenty-five. Bold. And I, yeah, you're right. I kind of bought into the fade of Akron. I was like, Akron's scaring me here. But this game just shows why the Zips are a team that could be spooky come March Madness. You know who I love to root for? That's really scaring me. The Arkansas Razorbacks. They get beat by twenty-one on the road at Tennessee. Yes, this was crazy. Yeah, I'm off Arkansas. I, I mean, did I did say that Tennessee was a free win in the SEC. Yes. And I was <laughs> But mistaken. Think, about, think about Arkansas right now, though. They're without Isaiah Joe, who was their best player up until this point during the year. And they are fading fast. Right now, they are firmly on the bubble. I don't know if they'll even make March Madness. 
Wow. I think a big difference for them uh, in the off season, I would say. Uh, Isaiah Moss was initially committed to transfer to Arkansas. Then he decommitted, went to Kansas. Isaiah Moss would have had a big impact on their team. Because like, he's having a big impact on Kansas, who's a good Why team. would he decommit when Musselman is coming in as the head coach? I don't know. He, he, he was at Iowa. And then he said he was going to transfer to Arkansas. But then he got interest from Bill Self. And uh, yeah, you, you can't really you turn into, down Kansas. That's when you fair. get interest from a coach like Bill Self, I mean, Musselman's a good coach. Not credit, the pedigree of credit Bill Self. Not the pedigree and the legacy of Bill Self. Uh, and then we move on to Cuse mode. At home, loses to NC State. Cuse mode needs to start winning some games. They got some big ones coming up that they're going to need, but this one hurts. I'm off Cuse. Um, I'm, I've been off Cuse. I don't think they're making the tournament. I don't think so either. This isn't... They needed this one. That's a telling, telling loss. That's a telling loss for for Cuse. Joseph Gerard had thirty again, though. He's he's been stepping onto the scene for them. Cuse going to be a scary team, at least in years in some years to come. Yeah, uh, not not this year. I'd, I'd say not this year. I thought you were going to take that into they're going to be a scary team this year. That was about a roast. Well, I think I think they could make some magic in the ACC tournament. For sure, the they're going to have to. If the they ACC, have to, the ACC, to. the ACC isn't that deep, so I think that. They can get past those first games. I think they can really but, mess things up. But for Syracuse to get in, they're going to have to get past those games and knock off of Florida State, Louisville, or Duke. If yeah. they go about beating, they have had a tough schedule. Notre Dame, Pitt. That's not going to do them that much to get in the tourney. Yeah, that that's typically what it is with the ACC. If you win your first one or two games, but then lose, and you're a bubble team, then you're not going to get in. You need to win that big game. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the case with Syracuse this year, as. They might go into the tournament as what a twelve loss team could finish like nineteen and thirteen, and that's a really bubbly team. So, and then we move on to a big time battle in the A ten. Obi Top and number six Dayton cruise past. And this Rhode is Island. on. This 81, was on Wednesday. Eighty one sixty seven. This was on Tuesday. 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 My bad. Eighty one sixty seven. Obi Top and threw down a monster jam. This on game, his brother who plays for Rhode Island. Yeah, that is so absolutely that's cool disrespectful. Right there. That that's like back back to when they were little playing on little tikes. Let me tell <laughs> you, tikes he, he threw it down. You know, yeah. Dayton started the game on a 17-0 run. I, I did see that. That's insane. Just think about if, if they could have kept it semi-close. They would have been right there. Dayton's fan base is really coming So, Alex, support. what I'm basically getting out of that is that you are not off Rhode Island. I'm not off. Nor Rhode am I. I think Rhode Island is still going to make the tournament. Fats Russell had 19 this game. Played a little bit better. Eh, for Fats, that's, you know, another Solid. day at the office. <laughs> another day at the office. But, I mean, Day- Dayton had max capacity at the game. So Dayton's I, so scary. And Obi Top has proved why he's the best player in the country. Yeah, Dayton, Dayton can make a run in the tournament too. I don't think they'll get to the Final Four. I see Dayton making could, the Final Four. They could get to the Elite Eight max, in my opinion. Max? Wow. I think their ceiling's higher than that. Uh, and then we move on to... I just like to call it out. Call out the Blue Bloods when they're pathetic. UNC on the I road. I love it, Luke. I at Wake it. Forest. 74-57. The Demon Deacons. <laughs> the Why? The Why Demon Deacons. So bad. It's hilarious. That's, this, is, this is a hilarious season to watch. North Imagine Carolina if North Carolina had beaten Duke before that. That would have been awful. That would, that would have been like second-handed embarrassment for Duke oh my after that game. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be bad. Transitive property would have just railed Duke after yeah. that. <laughs> that. Then we move on to some other good Big Ten action. Nebraska at number nine, Maryland. Maryland sneaks by 72-70. <sighs> Maryland's a resilient team. Squeaks That's what I get by. from that. I don't get, I don't get from that. Ooh, Maryland's not good. They're really shaky. I get that. Maryland's a resilient team. A home team. game against Nebraska. Nebraska you should Nebraska, be getting that feeling at least a little bit. Nebraska tests people on the road. They test people everywhere. That's what they do. Ooh. I think Fred Hoiberg's bringing in a new culture there. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. So well, it's going to be a couple years from now. Yes. Yeah, but time. not that this yeah, year. But he knows how to rally people up against good teams, even when Iowa State wasn't that good of a team. 
Hilton Magic. Where do you think that came from? That originally came from Fred Hoiberg. Think, you give you give Nebraska and Northwestern. I think Nebraska North, too much. is no, not on Northwestern. Like, Northwestern. I think Nebraska is on like an eight to ten game losing streak right now. So I think we need to like simmer down. On yeah, all quad simmer. one, all quad one teams, and they've had some close games. So, so I just gotta say, you uh, lost this argument. They got some young talent. You can't deny that. And Hoiberg's gonna bring in even more. Even <laughs> okay, Luke. Okay, okay. <laughs> I've had enough talking about Nebraska. Uh, Michigan State gets a win on the road at twenty-two. Illinois seventy to sixty-nine. This was an incredible game to watch. When I saw Ayu Desunmo driving up the court, trying to win the game for Illinois, and he just really scary fall actually. I my heart just dropped. I love Ayu Desunmo. Yeah. This Illinois team, I think, is going to go a long ways in the tournament. They got down early. If Io is okay. Correct. He, and MRIs are back, and it's not doesn't need surgery or anything. So I think. But you never know how he's yeah, going to respond. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. They showed a lot of fight. Michigan State came out splashing early, and Illinois reeled them back in the second half and came up just short. Alex, yeah. you're rocking a lot. I do yeah. talk about him. Thank you, Tom Izzo, for putting him in the starting lineup. Yep. Nine of fourteen from the floor, twenty-one points. Had a big shot down the stretch. I love me some Rocket Watts. We said, we said a few weeks ago that Rocket Watts was going to be a key player going forward along with Xavier Tillman on this team, and those two produced this night. Xavier Tillman with a double-double of 17-11 and Rocket Watts with a production of 21. Although we said a few weeks ago off the bench, he's going to need to play well. Well, he got moved to the starting lineup because Gabe Brown has been playing terrible yeah. lately. Gabe Brown is ineffective. But oh, Rocket yes. Watts stepped up, accepted the challenge, got the job done. So... I think that this Michigan State team is a scary team. They could make a run in March, too, if Xavier Tillman and Rocket Watts do what they're supposed to do. Who would have thought we'd have seen Michigan State preseason looking at that team, seeing, wow, they're unranked? It's like the second time that's happened since 1986 or some, some crazy thing like that. I think that goes to show this yeah, college basketball crazy. season. It's just, this is one of the weirdest college basketball seasons in 10, 15 years. And the best yeah. I've ever seen the Big Ten in how many years? Yeah. So, uh, then we move on to a great game, overtime game. You wouldn't think it would be overtime by the score, though. Virginia beats Notre Dame <laughs> yes. fifty to forty-nine. Unbelievable! Notre, Notre, Notre Dame's a bubble team. They they keep losing close games. They have to win these. So I don't think Notre Dame will be in the tournament. A combined five but... points scored in overtime. Yeah, UVA won uh, overtime three to two with no field goals, an airballed free throw, and they missed on the front of a one and one. Like Virginia, you look at them and it's just repulsive, disgusting. <laughs> Makes you want to throw up. It's it, Virginia is not fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Rex Fluger needed to hit another shot or two for Notre Dame to win. He just didn't. He had zero points. He did have five assists, so he did facilitate still as the point guard. But but I mean, back to Virginia. Bad. They're probably going to make the tournament. Do we all agree on that? Yeah. yeah. But I I, I will not watch a single Virginia game. I, I will not be picking them. They're they're going to lose first round no matter Hundred percent. Uh, Fifty points no in an overtime play. game. I absolutely disagree. Yeah, I disagree. Well, it depends who they play for me. Tell me what they've shown you on offense. That's gonna make that you pick warrants them. you picking them in March. On offense, they have shown me absolutely nothing. But they are such a offense good wins championships. Team. Ask Bill Walton. Uh, then how did they win a championship last year? <laughs> they had offense. They had offense. They had offense last year. It, w- it wasn't mm. great offense. They didn't have the Kyle best guy. offense in America. But when you guys... pair a, a a formidable offense to an extent with the best defense in the nation, you can win a championship. I still think they have, they have two very solid players. Diakite, Mamadi Diakite is the only Clark. one. No, Kia Clark is not. Okay, Kia Clark is not Experience good. Experienced players, a really good coach. I don't see why they can't win. I just think all games. those things are stretches. Like I don't even. Diakite can't be the centerpiece of your team. 
Tomas Volantase or whatever his name was dropped 27, and they still like 27 from a guy like that who's averaging what six points a game. And he did not drop 27 in this game. Until the game before, and they yeah. still lose by whatever 10. I just don't see it in Virginia. I'm sorry. They can't. No way. I mean, I think it depends on who they play because Virginia is definitely a team of matchups. You saw it against Florida State. That's why I thought they beat. That's why I thought they would beat Florida State. They just match up well against them. So. It really depends on what matchups they get come March and the ACC tournament, by the way, because uh, they could get beat early. But they, but if they don't get beat early, they could beat some really good teams late. Uh, then we also had South or San Diego State, ranked number four, blowing out New Mexico at home. Some people thought that Lobos could have been a trap game for them. Never. No, sir. No. San Diego, is this San Diego the same State team that Alex won. thinks SDSU is going to lose to in the Mountain West tournament? I believe that would it be is. Correct. Okay. Just checking. Although they are a very up-and-down team. That's where I'm going to defend Alex. But moving on to a wacky Wednesday, I actually predicted this one. 23 Creighton beats Seton Hall on the road. 87-82. to 82. Creighton's offense is very fun to watch. I love watching Creighton. Very. Games. 20 lead changes in this game. Yeah. It's a good Two one. 0 And wow. for Creighton, Tyshawn Alexander is such an underrated defender. Like, when you just watch him play, he hounds. And I love no, both these teams. I, I've been on record saying that I think Seton Hall is a potential Final Four team. And I think Creighton's a potential Elite Eight team. I don't see Creighton making a Final Four run, though. Um, and this was just a fun game to watch. Some good Great Big East basketball. Big East basketball, yes. The, the key for Creighton was shutting down Miles Powell. You said it best. Tyshawn Alexander did an incredible job on Miles Powell, as good as anyone's ever done all year. Held him to three for sixteen from the floor. Wow. He, that's one, one, one for eleven from three. One for eleven. It's been his oh, stat line in the last like five games. He's been really struggling. I mean, if you're a Seton Hall fan, you're going to say yes, Miles Powell. He's going to have his off days, but I think you have to live with him shooting. Yep, you got to live. You with have him. to. Yeah. They kind did of the same with Marcus Howard. They did you get some good production though. Quincy McKnight has been stepping up. That is the factor for them down the stretch. Twenty points in this one from Quincy McKnight. Miles Kale had a decent game with seven, and then Mamu Kalashvili and Romero Gill both had thirteen. So they they're getting that production away from Miles Powell. If Miles Powell just, just had a decent game, they just and stayed. also they are playing a great team, at great. Creighton. So yeah, yeah, great. I think Seton Hall's Gritton. still oh, great. Nice. <laughs> nice. I think Seton Hall's still a little banged up right now. I think they need to get healthy come March. I also think that Seton Hall needs to give this young player a lot more minutes. Sophomore Jared Roden. He's been playing very well as of late. Uh, he's Another hit big shots for him. Guy. So I definitely I definitely think that once they give him even more minutes that... Or not a Roden. No, no, Roden's, Roden's a guard. He hits threes. Oh, yeah. Guard yeah. slash forward. Um, Bucket of chicken. Then we also move on to another big battle in the Big East. Xavier at 19, Butler. I had Xavier, but Butler did not want to go unranked. So they won 66-61. 66-61 at home. They, they've been slipping, but then they recovered. I think Butler's just kind of in a perpetual state of, like, lose two, win one kind of kind of deal right now. That's how it feels. I kind of agree with that. It's, they've it's, been slipping as of late. Yes. I think Butler's a very mediocre average team. Yeah. I. This is kind of my view on them. You guys tell me if you agree or disagree. Do we see Butler as, like, a five seed that could get upset pretty easily? Yes, I do. Yes. Everybody, I like. I'm gonna be that guy. I don't think. I mean, Kamar Baldwin is clutch. He's got ice in his veins. Yeah. But I don't think he's all that. Really? I I just don't know. I don't know. I just he doesn't do it night in night out like Marcus and Miles are always doing. He's obviously not in contention for player of the year, but 
he's the best player on their team. And I really just, I don't know. And they don't, I feel like, personally, I feel like they don't have a ton of weapons. That's the, true. See, that's yeah, I opinion. agree with that. But I, I disagree with your take on so Kamar, Kamar I, I see it. disagree with I see it in Kamar Bobbin. But yeah, he could easily have an off, off night. And they could get upset by Stephen F. Austin. I think Butler's Fair. motivation for some reason has seemed to fade a little bit. They have, they weren't that same super competitive team that they were at the beginning. That it's, took Baylor to a one-point yeah. loss. No, no. In, yeah. in some of their games, they've just seemed a little bit lazy. Uh, I think they can restore that. I know they have it in them. But, you know, it, I'm just not sure if they will or not. I'm going to have to see what they do in the Big East tournament to see how they do in March. So that's my assessment of Butler. And then we move on to number three, Kansas at 14, West Virginia. West Virginia goes cold towards the end of the game, and Kansas is able to pull out a win against a good uh, West Virginia for defense. Starters, they go more than cold. <laughs> they go more than cold. Last five minutes, zero points, five turnovers. They scored three points in the last nine minutes. Well, let's see, even <laughs> even better, baby. And also, we just need to give a big fu to ESPN. Yes, for putting more this on ESPN Plus. <laughs> good God, ESPN! They do this for every. Good how, game. You, how are you going to take this game and not put it on national television? I just don't get it. And then they put no like, and then they're putting like whatever, like George Mason versus VCU or something on like ESPN two or something. Like it just it does not yeah. make any sense to me. Like ESPN. By the way, you see George Mason uh, beat VCU. Yes, I, did I was. I was just about to get in that game actually, but I just wanted to talk about Devin Dotson, fifteen points, but four for thirteen on field goals, cause for concern for Devin Dotson. Absolutely not. Nice. Hmm. No, you think he'll still roll? He gets he gets the yeah. buckets he needs to get. Mountaineers are still a good defensive them. team. They're a good defensive team, but Charlie said you're worried about Baylor scoring. West Virginia, be worried about them scoring. Oh, I don't like if West Virginia. Get, if they Rest get, assured. If they get a three or four seed, do not be surprised if they get upset by a yes. 13 or 14. When Jordan McCabe's your second leading scorer, you're in trouble. Ooh, what did he score? Major Ten. trouble. Ooh. For Jordan McCabe, that's kind of a... A positive, I guess. That is positive for Jordan McCabe. But but I do want to talk about this George Mason game. VCU at home. I don't know that this, they're gonna this get this, this one. This thoughts. one hurts. They lose. They lose to George Mason, the best founder of America. By the way, I just like to throw that out there. I sincerely believe that. Uh, best founder of America by a score of seventy-two to sixty-seven. I, I don't even know if I could tell you who George Mason is in real life. Oh my God! Give me a break. I took APUS history too. Is he a Mason? Like a mixed brick? No, 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 no. He was a he was a colonel, and then he was a delegate from Virginia in the Constitutional Convention. So. Oh, actually, I I think I've heard him. No, yes, I couldn't Mason. tell you who that is. I'm sorry. But basically, okay. sorry what this game tells me is, I think VCU will actually be on the outside of the bubble looking in come March. Agree or disagree? I, mean, I would, I would definitely I would definitely look go back and check our recent episode. We discussed what we think about VCU, and we definitely saw this as a possibility for them that they could fade again, just like they did at the mm-hmm. beginning of a ten play. Uh, but Alabama at Auburn, that went to overtime. A, a big rivalry game. Charlie called Alabama last time. He called Auburn this time. Two for two on the Iron Bowl. Give me some of that. No, imagine if Alabama would have beaten Auburn twice. That had been like a very weird resume for <laughs> Alabama. Weird Auburn, resume. Auburn, Auburn's offense can pop off. They, they, it was 95-91 to 91 in this game. Auburn won. Their offense scores, though. Oh, they do. Indeed. It comes down to their defense. And yeah. I think, do you think their defense can lock it down? Could they go far? I don't know. And that's what I feel like the same with like LSU too. Like both Auburn and LSU play super similar games. They both can score from anywhere and then their defense both suck. Yeah, personal opinion. Uh then we have Yukon at SMU, ride the ponies. The ponies get a win at home against Yukon, no. who's been upsetting everybody lately, by the way. Um I don't know about that. <laughs> but I just I just had to get that's yeah. generous. They maybe had three they, straight A's. They were on, they were on a two game win streak. Oh, uh, so they made it a three just, game win streak. And Bang. and just like just gotta shout out the ponies real quick. No, oh, I think that they get in the tournament. 
Nobody else thinks that. Write it down. Nobody Write in the it world. down then. Bold prediction. Okay. I think I already have it up there. SMU makes tourney from Luke. Oh, okay. That's good. already on the wall of bold predictions. All right. uh, Rutgers, another one up Rutgers there. on the road at Ohio State. 72-66, Ohio State gets it done at home. They're starting to play better. Rutgers, I'm away Rutgers from the rack. Fading. Rutgers is fading. Away from the fading. Rack, they don't well, win. to an extent Rutgers they are. I'm starting are. to worry about Rutgers fading. on the road. I think they're 1-8 and eight on the road, and they're like I'm starting to worry about Rutgers in general. At home. I'm starting to worry about Rutgers in general. Which I'm is a fair concern general. because of their... Yes, because of the Northwestern but, but issues, I, if, and then now... If I want to back up Rutgers real quick, I'm going to do it. Because Rutgers really... They didn't play good... At the start of the game at all. They started off just so slow. And they didn't really start playing what I would call good until maybe the last three minutes of the game. That's fair. But the Western Bros did have play very well in this game, both of them. This Rutgers team, as of right now, I I still have them in March Madness. They will make they will make the turn. But sh- coming down the stretch, I don't I don't know. They've got an They're fading incredibly hard right difficult now. schedule. And there's a chance they miss the tournament. But if we talk about Big Ten is gonna have X number of teams in the tournament. What do you guys think now? 11 teams in the oh. tournament Big Ten is going to have in? 10, 11? I don't see if they have that many teams that you can leave Rutgers out. They're gonna, sure. It's, it's going to be 10 to 12. I think that they will have 11. It's not going to be 12. It's not going to be 12. Minnesota's not getting Minnesota's in. Minnesota's not getting in. And Indiana's even looking iffy right now. I, even, I'd even say Purdue's 11. 11. Purdue's too looking iffy. Purdue and if there's and 11, Michigan there's no way Rutgers is even... Considered exactly. Not. Rutgers yeah, is better. Rutgers than, will make it. Yeah, they will. I, they will I definitely make it. think that. Uh, but then we have a big upset from the rambling wreck of Georgia, of Georgia Tech. Tech. Sixty-four to fifty-eight at home against number five Louisville. Rambling wreck is a tough place to play. We've known that. But wow, not many people saw this one coming. Well, not many people saw Jordan Nawara scoring two points in this basketball <laughs> match. Yeah, here's the thing about rambling wreck. Jose Alvarado. Every year. They have one of these crazy wins. Does it not seem like that? Every year they just have a weird ACC win where they beat a top 15 team and people are like, wait, what? Georgia Tech, they have a basketball team? Like, it's the weird. Like, they played them really tight in the first game, too. Louisville, I'm talking about. They only lost by, I think it was like a bucket or two or something like that. They played, I know they played uh, Louisville tough in the first game, so they made, this was their game, I guess. But they also beat UNC and Louisville tw- in the same year. When's the last time that's happened? SFA does SFA does bounce back and gets a road a road win against Texas A and M creamed corn, uh, and this is on the road, baby. Yeah, well, it's all it's <laughs> at, just just Bruh. so you guys know, it's not actually creamed corn. It's Texas A and M Corpus Christi, uh, who beat Stephen F Austin. Who beat Stephen F Austin? The uninformed on on the road, by the way, at when the SFA was at home, but only an eight point win for SFA, unconvincing well, again. Is there a record of 22-3 and three unconvincing to you for a mid-major that's going to make the tournament? In my opinion, it's not. I'm starting to lean a little bit towards Alex's pick of Sam Houston State winning. I'm not yet. That winning the uh, South. That makes yeah. no sense. That makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. What has Stephen F. Austin done in South and Conference play to convince you to pick Sam Houston State? And what has, conversely, Sam Houston State done to convince you to pick them to win the Southland? Nothing. Yeah, Nothing whatsoever. SFA right now is trying to include other scores on their team. They're saying, hmm, who are some other guys that can score besides Kevon Harris? They're trying to get Nathan Bain involved. They're trying to get um, John Como involved. They're trying to get um, uh, Gavin Kensmill. Gavin Kensmill involved, who they did last game. He had 16 points. They're even trying to get Cackleries going off the bench. Sharpshooter from three. There is no reason anybody should be thinking Sam Houston State's winning the Southland this year. I just Rant think, over. I just think that SFA... 
they're going to match up with Sam Houston State in a 1-4 probably in the semifinal. And I think Sam Houston State can very well win that game. I don't. Alex? I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. I think Stephen F. Austin's probably the best team in the conference. But you got to... Up there's... to this point, you can't even say probably. Up to this point, you have to say they are. Because they've beaten Sam Houston State. Heads yes. straight up. Okay. I feel like true. you guys are doing this just to bait me into anger, which you have done successfully. I will give you that. <laughs> no, I, I sincerely do think. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's like when sincerely, but that's like when that's like when Skip Bayless says he means what he says. He doesn't actually. A one a one four matchup. I think that. SFA is a little bit too inconsistent this year. That's all I'm going to say. They they're 22 how, and three. How? They're 22 and three, and they beat Duke at Cameron Indoor Stadium. That is not inconsistent. They've had a lot of close games with teams that are just awful. I just told you why. They've had a As myriad a of close games. Not just, Define not close. just a few. Define close. Define Eight points close. is not a close game. Eight or less is a close game. Yes, it is. Hard disagree. Okay, well, agree to disagree on what is a close game. Uh... But then we do move on. I want to talk to you. Eight, 18, Marquette, <laughs> 18 Marquette at 15 Villanova. Villanova wins by one. Uh, Marquette staged a big comeback, but they fall, fall short uh, as Nova cruises past 72 to 71. Uh, pretty, pretty good game, actually. Villanova came out splashing, got up like 17 to 6 or something. And then also to start the second half, Nova was just on fire again. Interesting move by Wojo. For about eight minutes, he pulled Marcus, Sakar, Theo John, and Brendan Bailey, four of our starters, and he sat him for like eight minutes. Eight minutes? Wow. Very bold move, but actually the bench started playing better. They were playing better than them. But Wojo was clearly not happy about something. He wants to... Everyone's Teach been, him a lesson. I feel like people have been on Marquette lately saying how hot they've been playing, and Wojo just basically said, you know what, you guys are done. You guys got to give it everything. And credit Nova, they shot the ball really well. Uh, and then we move on to some lesser games of the night. Uh, St. John's at home beats Providence. Providence is not that good, Alex. I 100% disagree with you. But the Johnnies, they're on the bubble right now. No, they're not. They're, they're a little bit they're outside. Not, they're a little bit on the bubble. They're a little bit on the bubble. 11. They've had a very strong schedule. They're outside. Yeah, they're outside, outside right now. Nobody's arguing outside. that they're outside. But there's a chance for the Johnnies, and I sure do hope they get in. Yeah. Uh, UC Irvine beats UC Riverside. UC Irvine, I think, will win their conference. Could they make a splash just like a 14 seed? Not anymore. We've kind of discussed this. I don't see it in UC Irvine this year. You don't year. see it in UC Irvine this no. year? Last year, they were a great shooting team. This year, not as much. And that brings us into tonight. And tonight, we do have a few good games. Memphis at Cincinnati. I like the Bearcats here. My Bearcats are going to keep rolling. <sighs> Give me the Bearcats. Memphis at, I don't want Memphis in the tournament. Alex, roll Bearcats. You have roll to Bearcats. like Memphis. You, I like oh. Memphis tonight. All right, He's whatever. hanging on. He's hanging on for dear life over here. Move on. Yeah, I mean, that is just embarrassing. Charleston at Hofstra. This is a big Boy. one. Big you one for the wrong. Hofstra. Hofstra, okay. Hofstra. Well, Hofstra's already out to a 7-0 lead in that They're one. winning their conference, baby. I, I actually am starting to agree with that take a little bit more. But uh, 21 Iowa heads to Assembly Hall to play Indiana. This is always a close game between these two teams. Go it Hawks. has been every year. Oh, this is a tough one to pick. I think at Assembly Hall, I'll take Indiana. I like Indiana tonight. I want they Iowa. need this win. I, I want like Iowa, Iowa to win. win. I want Iowa to win, but I think that Indiana will get it done at home because they do have a good big guy that can neutralize Luka Garza. I'm blanking on his name right now, but big he's white playing guy. very well. Yes, exactly. Number 50. Yep. Uh, six, <laughs> 16 Colorado at 17 Oregon. Big one in the Pac-12. I sell the Pac-12, but in this one, I will take, I'll at take Oregon. Or, Oregon at home. I will too. Home. 
Oregon. Because they lost, they lost when it was at Colorado. Skull buffs. Skull buffs. Skull buffs, Alex says. The man says it. Then we have Washington at USC. USC needs this one to keep going. Will USC get in the tournament? Yes. Yes, USC will win this game. They're really starting to enter like a more like serious bubble conversation because I thought they were in maybe a week, week and a half ago. I, I would say they'll probably still get in now, but... Another Pac-12 game of two teams I really need to win, Arizona State at Stanford. Stanford wants to stay in the bubble conversation. Arizona State wants to get into the bubble conversation. So they're 15-8. and eight. Who do you think wins this one? Probably ASU. Stanford. I was Remy Martin, ASU. ASU, baby. Bill Walton loves him some Remy Martin. I like and I Stanford do love at home. And then we move on to Saturday. Oklahoma at number three, Kansas. And then we have Syracuse at eight, Florida State. Those are two big ones. Who we got in those games? FSU. I'll take whatever the silver dogs were in both those games. <laughs> they sounded like underdogs. <laughs> That's kind of a cool term, overdogs. I got FSU. I don't know. I like Sarah. I like Syracuse to to make. Oh, that's a shame. Make some mayhem at Tallahassee against number eight Florida State. Please, that rhymed. Nice. Sometimes Syracuse is. They have no. Then we move on to Purdue, who needs a win at Ohio State. Ohio State's starting to play better. Give me Ohio State in this one. I think Purdue bounces back. Give me like, Boiler Up. I like Boiler Up in this one. Boiler I think up. that they move For better off the, I think they move better off the ball than Ohio State does when they actually show up to play. So about half their games. And I think that this is one of those half games uh, that they show up to actually play. We also have Northwestern at number 13, Penn State. Uh, and I think Penn State keeps rolling. Penn yep. State very well might yep. win the Big Ten Agreed. Championship this year. They could. So that that's what oh, I think. That is possible. That's true. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, th- th- that was a thanks book. That's comment. a thanks book. Uh, <laughs> yes. o- Ole Miss at twelve, Kentucky. Ole Miss just beat Mississippi State. Sad for Alex. People call Mississippi State spooky. I call Ole Miss spooky. Do you think um, they beat Kentucky here? No, you don't like Kentucky no. That wait, much. wait, wait. Yeah, I'm gonna have think to. They I'm do. gonna have to go with it. Because if You're they going do, with Ole Miss, I want Ole unlimited Miss. credit. Uh, yes. Ole Miss. There's very, it's a very, very, very low risk, high reward here for Charlie. Yeah, like, so what if Ole Miss loses? We have Wisconsin at Nebraska ball. If Nebraska ball wins this one, Wisconsin's season, I think, could come to a close. Unless they get some big wins no, down the stretch. would not come to a close. They, I, I Nebraska ball come to a close. You were just talking about how great young talent Nebraska ball has. And how well, Wisconsin's record isn't. And how one they're fourteen and ten. Maryland beating Nebraska by. They're like eight and five in conference. That, that is true. And they have good wins. They have seven Maryland. quad one wins. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I'm just a Big Ten truth through. Like I love the Big Ten. We know. Uh, that. If yes. you, if you guys didn't know, uh, and I would put. I would put 12 teams in if I if I got to decide everything based on talent and teams I would want to see play, but that's just not the way it works. It's kind of like how Bill Walton said he had six-pack 12 teams in his predicted bracketology last year. And only two made and it only in. And only two made it in, and rightfully so. I actually oh, want to God. see his entire like projected bracket. That would have been fun. Hilarious. Yes. Uh, we have Georgetown at 19 Butler. Does Butler fade a little bit again? Mm. They, they usually they, They've been fading and then recover. Fade, recover. I think Butler would probably win this game. Agreed. You think Georgetown is pretty I think Georgetown much on the just out. is unable to get it done for some reason because yeah. they do have McClung in their Because Pat Ewing's a bad coach. That's the reason. I'm, I'm kind disagree. of vibing with that. Him and Penny Hardaway. Uh, 14 West Virginia at number one Baylor. That's a big one. Give me B. Give me Baylor. The Baylor Bears. Baylor at home. I think, I think by, that they... Baylor I think, by 10? 20, 30? I think Baylor, Baylor will win because... Baylor doesn't win by double digits. That's just not the way it works. Baylor's literally <laughs> a better West Virginia team is what they're. 
personally, in my opinion. They're way better. Like I'm saying, like, like they yeah. play the same style, but they're way better. Like West Virginia's like Walmart. Walmart Baylor. Baylor. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Number five, Louisville at Clemson. Clemson's a spooky place to play. Do you think Louisville gets upset again on the road this week? I do not. No. No. Not again. I think Louisville bounces back as well. Notre Dame at number seven, Duke. Duke's going to keep rolling. A lot of people Roll not, not, see, not seeing Duke for a while, but they're going to put themselves back in that picture, proving that they are a blue blood. 25, LSU at Alabama. Alabama's another tough place to play. Could LSU get beat and maybe get knocked out of the top 25? Yes. LSU's kind of losing confidence. I'm going with Alabama. I'm Give going with Alabama. I, Roll Tide. Roll Tigers. Roll I like tide. LSU in this one. Uh we got sure. we got some we got some we got some bubble A ten action VCU at Richmond the Spideys will they will they take this one home or will VCU just play spoiler again? Well, is VCU playing spoiler or is the Spideys playing spoiler? It's hard a, to it's tell a, because they're both kind of they're both the same position. <laughs> I don't know. Flip a coin, heads. Okay, I'm going with VCU. I'm going with the Spiders. Spideys, which the is spiders. Because I never Al- I've never heard Alex pick the Spideys yet. You you guys ready? You guys ready for Rutgers to lose at the rack on Saturday? No, because I am. I am twenty two Illinois coming Illinois. in. Give me gonna Illinois. take gonna take him down at the that rack. Z Illinois. We, we, Illinois with or without Io Desunmu. R U T G E R S Rutgers. <laughs> uh, we have. I think this is a really big game of the day. Number nine Maryland at Michigan State. I think Michigan State wins this one at home against Maryland. I'm gonna have to agree with Luke on this one. I'm gonna have to agree with Luke on this one. I'm gonna have to agree with Luke on this one. Wow! What the hell? The Spartans are around, around the horn. Sparty. Uh, we no. have we have number twenty Houston at SMU. Don't Ride the ponies! <laughs> Ride the ponies in this one. The Roll ponies. Cougs. The ponies will take down Roll the Cougs. Cougs. Guess who's uh, saddling back up? You're saddling back up for this one. For this one game. Yes. I'm, uh, I'm, yes. I'm anti Houston. So, I'm yeah. team Cougs with you. Roll Cougs. This one, Roll Cougs. You guys are going to want to ride the pony all the way into March, and then they get an 11-6 win and get knocked out in the round of 32. So nice. there, there you go. <laughs> that, uh, we have Harvard back in action against rival team Columbia. Not as much as rival as Yale, but I, I don't know. I just, like, I just want to talk about Harvard more because we didn't get to slander Alex while he wasn't here about Yale over Harvard. You're right, we didn't. Did you hear that Harvard beat Yale? Harvard beat I, Yale. I heard. I heard. <laughs> Just, just in case you didn't know, uh, we have DePaul at number twenty-three, Cre- uh, Creighton. Oh, Luke! I, I he said Creighton. I, I did I not know Creighton, Creighton. He said Creighton. Uh, ooh, Creighton. Could this be a trap game for him? No, no, no. Because DePaul is a free win. Ten, Seton Hall at Providence. Alex, Sol. Alex, you want to pick Providence? I'm. I want to pick the Friars, but Ed Cooley. You got to go with the Hall. The Hall all the way. Yeah, I actually agree with that. I think the Hall will win. They'll bounce back. Uh, we have a big one going on in the MVC. 22-3 and three, UNI, just like SFA is 22-3. UNI is better than SFA. Okay, Facts. there we go. This I, is, I, I, I appreciate you saying that. Uh, they, they play at Loyola Chicago, who is like another top three team. Totally. They, they need this win. This is the last tough game they have in conference play before their tournament. I think they win it, and I think that, that the Panthers just keep on rolling. In, in my opinion, I don't know about you guys. As do or, I. Or does Sister Jean bring the magic? Not anymore. You know, Sister quite. Jean can always bring the magic. Let's just make sure that one. They don't have Clay. Sure. Mad respect but, yeah, for Sister but Jean. But you and I don't win that game. Uh, we also have Virginia at UNC. Would have been an excellent game last year. This year it's not as good of a game. But do you think UNC actually beats Virginia here based on Virginia's terrible offense? 
No. Oh. I think UNC's got a pretty will, bad will offense. This, will, this, will both these teams this score above? Sucky. Will both these teams score above forty, or will one score under forty? They're gonna both score I above think forty. Both score above forty. Ooh, ready for this hot take? Both above forty, under fifty. That could definitely. Wow. It'll be like a 49-48 win. With no the, way. Um, when both teams ETSU score in the forties, it is under fifty. Yes, this is true. <laughs> I will predict the score: UVA fifty-eight, UNC fifty-one. That is too many points. Final. Enough. Too many <laughs> points. It down. We have sixteen Colorado at Oregon State. Do the Beavs swim at home against Colorado? Making is this still on Saturday? Yeah, this is still on Saturday. And then we have one more game, which would be Arizona at Stanford. That's a big one in the Pac-12. Stanford that beats is. it. Give me Stanford. I hate. I hate. Arizona. I don't like Arizona, well, but I think they'll they can kick get away with turning back. Skull buffs and gimme Zona. So in the, in this Pac-12 action, I think I'm going to have to go with the Buffalo. Ooh, actually, no, I want to I want swim beeves. Because I think, I think I think Colorado I think Colorado got ranked too high and it's gonna get their heads. They're gonna lose that game to Oregon and they'll come back 16. and lose to Oregon State. High ranking. Uh, I think Arizona will win at Stanford, but it's not gonna be an easy game for them. And that brings us into Sunday in which we have only a few good games, which would start off uh, in the Big Ten, obviously. We, we have to start off in the Big Ten, and that would be number 21, Iowa, at Minnesota. Minnesota's scary at home. They're also 12-11. <laughs> They're also 12-11. <laughs> I like Iowa. 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 I like Iowa on the road. Iowa. 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 And then we have Indiana at Michigan. I think Michigan keeps winning. I agree. They're, they're going to keep rolling. Mm-hmm. I'll uh, disagree. Scary team in Marshall. I like Indiana in that game. Ooh. I don't like you in that game. I, I dislike <laughs> Michigan this Ma- year. Uh, we have Memphis at UConn for San Diego State at Boise State. Potential upset game. Blue Court Broncos. Blue Court Broncos. Mark. No, I don't think so. San, San Diego, Diego State. State. Uh, and then we have Utah at 17 Oregon. Could Utah pull an upset? Not at home. No. Not, no. At, not at Honestly, home. Honestly, anyone really can versus Oregon this year. There but is no lock for the Pac-12. U- Utah, Pac-12 is poopy stinky. Utah, they are poopy stinky. Utah, only wins at, Utah only wins at home, too, and they don't win That's that fair. much either. So other than that, that concludes the games to look forward to. All right. Um, this was a super fun episode. Honestly, we love answering your guys' questions. Like I know we mentioned it once the mailbag was done, but we absolutely love it. So we're going to keep them coming with the mailbag segments. But uh, until next time, this is Made in March.